Welcome in, folks. It is me, your host, Fantasy Blue Chip, on the Twitter streets. But at home, you can just call me Jack. And with me, as always, uh, Chuck's got it's DJ Chuck Bass this week. Um, when he's n- his day job is actually uh, the host of This Guy Sucks. Um, don't quit that day job. <laughs> raking it in, right? Just raking it in. <laughs> yeah. Then there's uh, Mr. Sophistication, Andrew Luduke. Um, you can find him on Twitter at Real, Real Mr. Mallard. And we're here after week one. Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. It's kind of like I was ready for a date, and I and I showed up, and the girl looks nothing like her profile pic. Uh, it was a, it was a very disappointing week in football. Um, while you guys yep. are here, make sure to like, subscribe, hit all the buttons, do all the social media things. Um, but let's just dive right into it because there's so much. Um, is there a more cursed franchise than the New York Jets? Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles after on the first drive, man. I am devastated. Mm-hmm. Am I an Aaron Rodgers lover? No, but I consider Garrett Wilson one of my sons, so I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um, I don't. There's no analysis. We're screwed. Uh, Chuck, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what's our what? What's our policy on 9/11 jokes here before we get started? No, I'm just kidding. That'll be my one, my oh, one, and my only. Jesus. Um, no, man. This this one, honestly, every we all. It's very weird that. The entire con- the entire football fandom will feel that you can feel all of them and you can feel what they're feeling at the same time. This is one of those rare moments because, regardless of how you felt about the Jets, like we all wanted to see this play out, whether it was good or bad, whether you had mixed feelings, you thought they would be great or not. I mean, I'm right there with you. I was as heavily invested in Garrett Wilson as I was any player for this year in particular, um, and now he's probably my most risky asset on any team that I have because you know he's a top. 12 top 14 pick no one's going to want to trade for him and you can't bench him unless it really does get that bad so i mean this is just all around awful for everybody except Brees hall and we'll touch on that later um mm-hmm. um because I, I like no spoilers here but you're right um because like fun stat i'm going to steal this from alfredo brown um we all know Garrett Wilson won offensive rookie of the year, but any game that Zach Wilson was a quarterback, he never had more than du- he never had double digit fantasy points. And let's put it this way. The touchdown that he did have was an interception. And what I mean mm. is that literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. literally he threw it to a defender and Garrett Wilson yeah. intercepted it. It was just, it, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It was not good. Um, and, Again, it, like Kluge nailed it today as well. Like he, he said that like Zach Wilson did look better, but, but like what I mean, he looked better. He looked like he is the sixth best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah. Um, Andrew, what do you got to add to this? <laughs> I mean, obviously that game was a roller coaster of emotions. I hate the Jets, but seeing a fan base after stuff that was awful and but I was the, with the way that game went in the end, and the and the, the comeback, and the overtime, and the the rookie kid running back like fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Brees Hall looked like he never got hurt last year. He looked just as explosive. He looked great. I am worried. I, I know we're, you you said this is great for Brees Hall. He's going to get a ton of touches, um, and that means Dalvin Cook's also going to get a ton of touches. I am worried about the touchdown upside being capped though, because I don't see them being in many scoring position scenarios unless Brees Hall does rip off another, you know, 40, 50 yard run where Garrett Wilson's too busy celebrating to throw a final block for him to get him into the end zone. But regardless, I, I see him still being able to put up numbers, but the touchdowns I think are going to be a little limited unless Zach Wilson does look like he can be, you know, a Ryan Fitzpatrick and come out of nowhere and mm-hmm. prove everyone wrong. Yeah. And Ryan Fitzpatrick only proved people wrong the first four weeks. Then he went back <laughs> to a show. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he turned back into a pumpkin. Um, so I guess the real question is, what do we do with our fantasy teams? Obviously, this is a dynasty, mm-hmm. so redraft, you just pray, you just pray. But <laughs> what do you like, – I've heard rumors and, and like stuff on the street that this could be career-ending. Rodgers is almost 40. So like, mm-hmm. are we just kind of done with him? And then on the flip side, what are we doing with Garrett Wilson? You know, because he's someone that I have personally had top three now that Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is there. And Zach Wilson is not good. So, um, mm-hmm. Andrew, are you buying Garrett Wilson now? Do, are you hoping the Jets figure it out because they don't really have any picks? 
to get like a Marvin Harrison Jr. or anything like that. I know that this injury could affect their draft compensation. So, yeah, I, I, I'll if people are buy, uh, selling Garrett Wilson because they're panicking, and I'll, I'll be buying him for sure, just because I think he's the, the rest of this team is still so talented around him mm-hmm. that when they can focus on just finding a quarterback better than Zach Wilson. Look, I, I think they can do that. I think they can find a middle – because Zach Wilson, I think we can agree, is not not even a middling quarterback. So if they can just find a middling quarterback, like someone like a Derek Carr kind of caliber, then Garrett Wilson's going to be just fine. He's he's way talented enough. Um, and if people are panicking right now, yeah, I'm going to be buying up Garrett Wilson everywhere. And then as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, yeah, I'm, I personally think that he, he's done. I think he had, he had this whole high, rejuvenated, like, uh, attitude about being in New York, which was great. I was there to see it. Um, but I just feel like this is the type of injury and, and moment that just sucks the wind right out of those sails for him. And I, I'm not sure he's going to be able to, you know, maybe physically he can get back, but I'm not sure he's going to want to come back. I think he's just going to take a 75 million and run. Or hobble <laughs> on crutches. That's sick. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the next sad news. JK Dobbins mm. towards Achilles. Um, mm. I've been fading him because, um, you can't predict recording or you can't predict injuries or anything like that, but it just seems like, I don't know, man, this guy can't stay healthy and he's had these compounding injuries now Mm -hmm. and they are different. It's not like, like, I feel like he's Rashad Penny, but Rashad Penny had the same injury. This is just like different things. And like, I'm not an injury expert. I wonder how much of this is like he can't ever get back on the field on time or like properly because he's like constantly injured. So things are just kind of popping up or not, but like he's Mm -hmm. done. Yeah. No, that's um, no, it, it's absolutely brutal. I thought this was the most devastating non Rogers injury of the weekend. And I'm not exactly fully invested in him quite like I am a lot of other guys, but he was a big target of mine in redraft because of several of the leagues that I played in, he was going pretty late um, because not only does it suck for him and it sucks for him big time, but that backfield is now a headache. There's not a clear guy to step up. I mean, if you had told me last week that Justice Hill would get 100% of the non-Dobbins red zone attempts, I probably would have come at you pretty hard with like my burners or whatever. I mean, Gus Edwards had eight <laughs> carries. None, none of them came until after the Dobbins injury in the third quarter. Strangely, though, they all came at the start of every Ravens drive. So every time they got the ball after the injury, he was the lead back. He was getting first and second down handoffs. And then after they picked up one more first down, he was gone. He wasn't, he was needed not see another touch. So just, just a really puzzling situation to try and figure out. Yeah. Um, so Andrew, do you want any part of this backfield going forward? forward? Like, do you, do you think they bring someone in? Cause like the, the big waiver ad besides Puka Nakua, who we'll talk about later was like justice Hill. And obviously mm-hmm. I put waivers out for him, but I got outbid mm-hmm. every time. I just like it. I don't love it. You know, so where are you at? Yeah, I was putting in low level waiver uh, fab dollars for for these guys because if you're in a win now situation in, in, in dynasty and you need someone to just start and get you some points, then sure, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. If you want to play that that roll of the dice game each week, then then go for it. it. It might be better than some situations, but I was looking to rather spend the money on on a Kieran Williams out in in LA. Um, much more than than Augusta was adjusted Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of like I'm just out on on the backfield. I don't want to play this game because it, it feels like we're going to have like a terrible committee situation. That's like mm-hmm. a very yeah. poor man's version of what the Eagles have. Um, and then speaking of what Depen- the Eagles have, Kenneth, I was ahead. just going to say it. Real, it really depends on how desperate you are. Because if you are very desperate, I have no problem going in hard on those guys because there's not going to be a lot of opportunities throughout the season to secure a potential lead back. But if you're in a pretty position, it, it's not really quite the the upside isn't there or not the upside. The likelihood isn't really there for you to, you know, blow your money on. On somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and speaking of ugly committees on there, Kenneth Gainwell's ruled out for Thursday night football. Um, as someone who's really in on, on DeAndre Swift, um, 
you're telling me there's a chance like there, there's nothing that's gonna <laughs> pull me out you know like that yeah. like this is the time to shine so um I've I've started buying Swift again because I'm stupid apparently like like I don't like uh, I'm gonna keep stepping on the rake you know I'm gonna keep touching the stove if there's three guys that I won't quit buying it's Drakeland and Kyle Pitts and DeAndre Swift so mm-hmm. if I die Preach. they're the reasons Preach. why the the reasons why <laughs> um, so Andrew are are you buying Swift do you like I, Swift. I'll take some shots on Swift because I, I do still think Swift is um, pound for pound the most athletic and talented version of out of all the out of all the running backs on that committee. But the Eagles are showing and b- being vocal and outspoken about using this committee approach. You know, they 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 weren't shy about saying that there's going to be times where Shift is uh, Swift is the lead back and going to carry the brunt of the load, but there's going to be times he's not. Um, so until another injury happens. Um, yeah, look, it, it, that's a better situation to take a gamble on than the Edwards and Hill situation we were just talking about in Baltimore. I'd rather take a gamble on on Swift um, than those other two in, in Dynasty. So, yeah, I'm buying a little bit of Swift because I think he is – if anyone's going to emerge from that pack, he's got the most potential to do it, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. And like I said, this like I, I was cutting up highlight today to use, and I don't – I don't get it, man. Like, why are you using Gainwell? Um, all it's right. weird. Deontay- it, it's it, 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 it's weird. Yeah, Swift. Swift could potentially. I think like he's gonna. He could be like a new car for a used car price. Now the car might be like a PT Cruiser, but there's yep. a real chance here. Like you're right. These stars are aligned. There's no excuses. Like if he's got it, this is it. Take it away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. I, I think you were a Deontay guy too, Chuck. Uh, the the mm-hmm. kick this next one to you. He's out four weeks. I'm gonna. We're gonna I have a whole section. We're definitely gonna get and talk about. <laughs> like, we're gonna talk about the whole the whole Steelers. At yeah. Back Canada. He's a villain. But I don't want to start yet. But like this is a heartbreaker. Mm. <laughs> at the same time, I think Deontay Johnson's even cheaper. Like again, I just can't. Yes, I can't 100%. put these guys. He's he's even mm-hmm. cheaper. Four weeks, heck yeah, man. Like like I, I'm willing to I'm willing to take that bet, especially if you're playing redraft right now. Go get Deontay Johnson. Go go get Deontay Johnson. I'd rather have a P, I'd rather have the PT Cruiser than Swift. Um, the judge has JT. spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still making PT Cruisers? Are they still rolling out the models? There's, I don't know. There's probably just a modern PT Cruiser that, you know, is a car that... No 2010. 2010 was the last year. You got it, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um, another small one, Dulcis is out with injury. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who faded tight ends have him. I know somewhere Justin's crying because Chick put up a goose egg and Dulcich died. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I know a lot of his rosters are just like... That's why he's not zone. here. Yeah. Um, so we will, um, go ahead and pay the bills before you go again, make sure to like, subscribe, go follow us on, uh, on Twitter and, um, leave us a review if you're listening at home on Spotify and, um, we'll talk to you after you say hello to gingerbread. Fantasy sports corp and underdog fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with best ball. What is best ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management. No trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSSDynasty to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. Gingerbread. Gingerbread. And we're back, folks. And we're here talking winners and losers. Um, most of us lost uh, in some way yeah. this weekend. Like, well, let's just, let's just like collectively say that we lost as a community. But we are here mm-hmm. uh, anyway, and we're still going to play the game. So let's not pretend like we're going to quit. Um, 
Starting on the winners list, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I know some people think that Jameer Gibbs is a loser, but us here on this podcast, Mm -hmm. and to be honest, I think everyone collectively knew what Detroit was going to do. We knew this is what the offense is going to be. Like, I think the usage is going to be there with Gibbs. They're going to use him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. He looked explosive. But David Montgomery is going to get these carries, man. This is the offense Mm -hmm. they want to run. Um, They were both winners in my book. If you have them both, you're happy to see – you are happy to see what, what what you got out of both of them. Like I said, Jameer Gibbs is going to snap one off and get yeah. his. You just, you just got to be patient. If there's someone out there that is selling Jameer Gibbs and freaked out, take advantage of him. Take advantage of him. Chuck, what do you, you feel? Yeah. Uh, this is nice. This is kind of like the opposite of the Rogers thing where it's like, we're all winners, right? The zero RB wait mm-hmm. on the committee guy later. They get the pounder in Montgomery that we all knew was coming. And then like the dreamers and creamers who had these visions of Gibbs being Kamara, they're basically on the doorstep. It's like you said, you can see it coming. Uh, And honestly, the best part of all this, and I know we talked about this in the chat, the passing game was very disappointing to me. And I don't see that getting much better unless it was just kind of that, you know, you're playing in Kansas city. They've been able to prepare for us, you know, all off season. Maybe it gets better. Maybe they're a little bit, you know, more explosive down the field. But you know, the flip side of that is that they focus a little bit more on the short game, which is, beneficial to all of us yep um andrew any thoughts uh you, you know that my biggest takeaway on gibbs was that he, he played so much bigger than his size like, there was a one run down the left sideline where he he bounced off the defender and and at the same time as bouncing off he he did this quick spin move to to gain an extra like three to five yards the, he was the touches he got was just much more impressive than i expected so um, do I th- am I ready to put him as my RB one and ride ride until I die? No, he's not. He's not there yet. But um, it does make me a little worried that David Montgomery will not hit that, you know, season-ending running back, you know, one status that we were hot taken last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like collectively, the fantasy community needs to stop throwing their hands in the air like the end of platoon and saying, "Why God? Why God won't you blow up the sun?" <laughs> like just. The, like, like to me at this point, the committee backfield, they're like Crocs. You look at them, it's ugly. You're like, that won't last. And then here we are five years later, and then you got a pair. You know, like the, <laughs> like that's what like they're not going away. It's always yeah. You try them on, and you're like, this is kind of comfortable. I kind of like this. You know, that's not so bad. <laughs> Next uh, same game, I think a loser is Pat Mahomes. Maybe you guys disagree. I made this list by myself. Mm-hmm. But I think the Kansas City Chiefs have noticed that you can't Tom Brady people. That's why Tom Brady left the Patriots. You mm-hmm. can't have mediocre talent and expect mm-hmm. them to win. You know, like like like, yeah. like was Patrick Mahomes good? He is great. But at the end of the day, it – we clearly saw that Kelsey not being there was a problem. Kadarius Tony's not it. Sky Moore's not it. I don't care about anything else. Rashi Rice could be better, but he's a project. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think they got to invest at wide receiver. Chuck, what do you think of this situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Mahomes is going through, he's going to go through like that classic Dennis Reynolds. Like I can go from flaccid to erect in a moment's notice. Like it's going to be one of those seasons where, it, some days it's just going to be on, and some days he's just going to be super, super soft. It really reminded me of that Bucks Super Bowl, and, you know, shocker, right? But, I mean, where Mahomes, it was like you watched that, and you're like, wow, Mahomes is literally doing everything right, and the guys just cannot catch the ball, or they cannot just get open. I mean, that was in – like how many – was that the worst wide receiver game you've ever seen from a group that I can, I can ever recall? So, you know, hopefully Kelsey coming back smooths some of those things over. Mahomes will continue to avoid the rush by time, let these speedsters get open. You just got to hope that, you know, they get some stick or something. Yeah. Um, Andrew, do you want any receiver right now from Kansas City, even in Dynasty? No. No, no, especially not in Dynasty. I, I, well, so I, I scratch that. I do like the prospect of Rasheed Rice, but I'm out on Sky Moore. I'm out on, you know, Kadarius Tony. I think – in the long run here over the next year to two years, they're going to be either out or, you know, the fourth or fifth receiver and be useless to you on your team anyway. So sure. Rasheed Rice, I will still hold out for a little bit for him on this season, see how he progresses. Cause I think he does have an athletic pop that could mesh well with Mahomes' style of play. Um, but no, the other guys uh, I'm out on, um, I'm waiting mm-hmm. to see which uh, receiver they pick up off the, the trade market or, 
or whatever trash heap they can find a veteran guy that is better than any of these guys. AB, yep. he's coming back. Oh, good God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, back, baby. Yeah. yeah. Long story short, Mahomes needs help. Even Batman had a couple of Robins. Even Superman mm-hmm. had a Lois and a Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So our next winner is Jordan Love. I think he looked fantastic, and I think the yeah. Packers did it again. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've been – again, this is preseason. So I was like, you know, he, he he you don't want him to look bad. You want him – he looked exactly the way you wanted him to look in preseason. You wanted him to look 100%. confident, and, and he did. Then he comes in a game, and he looked great. And you like the weapons there. Romeo Dubs looks great. Mm-hmm. Jaden Reed looked good. Luke Musgraves looks like he's for real. And they've got a good running back in Aaron Jones. And then they've got someone that people think is a good running back in A.J. Dillon. You're not wrong. It just hurts to hear out loud. Exactly. But regardless, there's just there's a lot of talent on this team. And to yeah. me, I, I wish I would have bought more Jordan Love. Andrew, what do you think? Do you think the Packers did it again? Do you think the Bears are never, ever going to win that division? <laughs> So, uh, maybe not so fast on the on did it again, but I think that the prospect is there. Uh, there's a reason why Jordan Love was someone. Uh, of course, I waited too long, but over the last two weeks of you know draft season, I was trying to get him anywhere I could. But unfortunately, the hype got too too big where I, I don't think I have any shares of him. Um, but no, their weapons. And if and Christian Watson comes back, like he he does have the, all the weapons around him to make this transition to a starter in the NFL hopefully you know flawless and smooth uh did anyone else was anyone else also surprised by aaron jones performance like it it shouldn't have surprised me we know what he can do but i feel like he was so untalked about kind of downplayed and underhyped all off season to where Mm -hmm. it's it shocked me for some reason it just caught me off guard because i feel like nobody was talking about him and then he comes out and he has a vintage aaron jones performance catching and running the ball all over the place yeah, and I think you nailed it right there. It's like we all knew better. Like to me, I faded Aaron Jones because I faded the Packers. You yeah, know? yeah. And now that Jordan Love is good, Aaron Jones is the same <laughs> Aaron Jones. You know, and like, like, like mm-hmm. he's just like we're back, baby. Like, like the Packers, and like, and um, yeah. And um, someone made the point that I agree with is that I think now Matt Lafleur could actually run his offense because yeah, uh, that's I got got that in my notes. Yeah, go ahead, Chuck. Take it away. <laughs> uh, well, this is like, and I, I want to let you guys know that I agree with everything you're saying, but it all does come with like the world's biggest grain of salt that like, I'm pretty sure the Pac-10 with all this realignment might reach out to the Bears and see if they want to join the conference. Um, this is about <laughs> as pathetic as it, this is about as pathetic as it gets from an NFL team. And I know we've got some offensive stuff coming later. Um, but this is like exactly what you wanted out of a LaFleur led offense, not really a Jordan love led offense, but like a LaFleur, here's what they're going to do. Right. He's like first in passer rating first in adjusted EP uh, EPA per play and top five in air yards too. You know, not just like Dink and duck, um, you know, Aaron Jones getting the ball 10 yards down the field and break it in a long one. Like Luke Musgrave and Jalen Reed, both over 72 air yards. Like this wasn't like, the death by a thousand paper cuts offense that I thought it was going to be. They went out there and they were like, here's who we are. And you probably didn't prepare for it. Did you? And it worked to a charm. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I've got, I've got some bears in the family, uh, specifically my girlfriend's side. They're all from Chicago. Mm, it's a tough Fort look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are afterwards. So we'll go ahead yeah. and flip the switch to the other side. Losers. Justin Fields and DJ Moore. This is a big loser. Um, there's a lot of things. Uh, me and like a lot of other like actual film guys and football heads. I I'm still. I don't think all the blame is still on Fields. I think Luke Getzey is not the answer, man. Yeah. Like it. It. it I, like how many plays were screens? Like, and you looked at some of like the PFF scores. We know DJ Moore is not that bad of a player, but when you when you proper when you improperly scheme players, especially against good defenses, they're not going to play well. Um, I know others think that it's still Justin Fields. Chuck, where are you at? Do you think it's Fields? Um, what do you? I mean, you said that it's Getzy. Like, are, are you yeah. still buying? Where are you at? 
Yeah, so this, I was sat around for, I was around all week trying to figure out what the analogy was, what the feeling in my heart was when I watched this team. And I basically came down to, it's like an old school blue collar dad who got his like video game addicted shut-in son a really nice toolkit for Christmas because they're like estranged and they don't know, like he doesn't know how to work on the relationship. Like they have all these tools and they just have absolutely no idea how to use them. If you look at like the routes the wide receivers were running, the, the way that they were using like play action ineffectively, there was just no, no plan. And the Packers have too good of a defense for you to like get away with like, they knew that it was going to be one or two looks for Justin Fields and he's out of the pocket and they were equipped for it. So everybody looked bad. I mean, DJ, he threw the ball 37 times and DJ Moore had two targets uh, and both of them came, you know, relatively close to the line of scrimmage. Like it's just not an NFL offense. Um, they need to get a real adult in the room, come up with some easy layups for them to be able to, you know, build some momentum and not just do this. Like the NFL is too advanced now for this, like multiple games of backyard bullshit. Yeah. And uh, Chris Pardue, you bring up an excellent point in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> Claypool is like he is hurting that team straight up. I'm not saying mm -hmm. he would have helped that offense, but he's definitely hurting it. You know, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like you cannot be good and still not have cancer. Um, so that's <laughs> just kind of how I feel about Claypool. Uh, not Andrew. <laughs> I do want to add one, one, one winner to, to the Chicago Bears though, if we go there, because I, I think the, the bright spot here was Roshan Johnson, even though the, the stat line wasn't, you know, eye popping. Yes. He got the touchdown. Um, and I think in the end he had five carries Deontay Foreman had five carries, but the fact that Deontay Foreman coming into the season was kind of, everyone was just assuming he was going to be the starter, at least for the first half Roshan was going to take some time, but eventually he would take it. He's jumping out right away uh, with Foreman and Herbert. And I think this is going to be, the, the Johnson and Herbert show a lot faster than anticipated. So if you've had those Johnson shares in dynasty, um, I think you're going to be cashing in a little bit sooner than planned. I have one and um, I'm really, I'm really proud of that one. Hi, Richard. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. The bears. Um Maybe this is a buy low. I'm going to ask one last question for the group, and then we'll go on to the next mm -hmm. point because we've got a lot to cover. Is it mm -hmm. time to put Anthony Richardson above Justin Fields? Chuck, we'll start mm -hmm. with you. Yes or no? Yeah. Uh, I already did, man. I already did. This was my all in. Like I was like, I screw the Kyle Pitts thing. I'll take. I'm going all in on this cat. And um, I don't know how deep in the weeds you want to get, but he showed me. I only feel better about it after watching him play. Um, I was I was over the moon. Yep. Uh, what about you, Andrew? Is it is it Anthony Richardson over Justin Fields in Dynasty? Uh, yes, and that pains me to say, just because I was a very big Justin Fields supporter throughout the offseason. But uh, even just for week two, right now, I do have Anthony Richardson as my number eight, and Fields down as my number twelve for the week. Coming I'm there too, and. And to be honest, um, I've just been waiting for the moment. I love Justin Fields, but <laughs> yeah. Anthony mm -hmm. Richardson's my Anthony Richardson's my number one boy, you know. And uh, he, mm. he made he made Pop Pop proud this week. And, and, yes. and to be clear, uh, I'm not, yeah. not looking to dump Fields either. Like you said, all yeah. it, it really is just going to take kind of one philosophy change in that in that room, and and Justin Fields could be exactly what we saw him to be last year, or at least the potential for him to be. Um, you know what we got a sneak peek of last year, so like. Don't don't go freaking out and selling fields just yet. It just is going to be a slower rise than we kind of thought it might be. Yeah, and it's more like I like Shane Steichen. I don't like Luke Getzey. That's kind yeah. of yeah. You know. um, Smart. Next we we have a winner. Um, I'll eat shit, guys. Brock Purdy is it. He looked good, man. I, I, I'm like <laughs> so I'm annoying. Like, my hot take. Yeah, my hot take last year. I'm like, okay, I think he might just be for real. Ayuk, uh, baby. We always we, we said it. Yeah, um, we were waiting for feels, that. Feels good to be right. Feels good. I'm going to be unbearable. I've been unbearable. Mm -hmm. I've been. I uh, feel so good that another mm -hmm. analyst who said I was wrong and it was impossible. I beat him impossible. with Ayuk in week one. 
Oh, feel, feels good. Feels good. <laughs> um, I just wish Justin was here. It feel it feels wrong. Like, like he's our resident Niners fan. It feels wrong celebrating this huge victory lap in W. Mm. Um, I don't care. I know people hate analysts uh, uh, victory lapping, but this is what we do mm. it for, guys. Um, a lot of us don't get paid. I'm lucky to get paid, but uh, we yeah. do run on hubris and praise and victory sure. lapping. Um, are, are you, do you think he's for real now, Andrew Brock Purdy? Is it, is it the, the Purdy party? Uh, so I think he is the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. You, you, you nailed Fitzpatrick earlier. He, he's great for the first four or so weeks and then he turns back into a pumpkin. I, I think Purdy's better than that, but, uh, he's got a really soft schedule as far as defenses he's facing to start the year. And then he gets the Cowboys and then he gets the Browns, uh, back-to-back weeks, um, he gets the Vikings on the road after that, but like after that, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Bucks, like he's gonna have mm-hmm. quite a run of defenses right in the middle of the schedule that I think we're gonna see him come back to earth a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say that's gonna affect Brandon Ayuk too much, but um, because I think he's gonna be good enough to, to get involved, but I'm not ready to go and say I was, was wrong on Purdy. Week one was wild, I think Purdy might be one of those exceptions in week one that, um, goes the other way than from the other guys we're hoping pick it up after week one. Well, Andrew's been having some haterade. What about you, Chuck? What do you think? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'm just going to dig my heels in even further and say that the less we see of Sam Darnold, more, the less we can be proven wrong that he's not the guy there and would do better. Oh. It's like, I can't, it's like, we can't lose. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Um, and also like, I'll just double down on your hubris point too. Like, I'm not getting on this show to tell everybody about how I'm fucking up and getting all these things wrong. Like, no, we're here to flex and we're here to tell you guys when we got things (laughs) right. And we have been, we have been in on Brandon Ayuk since, since day one, big time. I loved everything I saw and he did so much of his work down the field, which I was so happy to see because that's what he flashed as a rookie and in parts of the Mm -hmm. year after I'm just sitting there. I was like, okay. Brock Purdy is going to be able to escape the pocket, you know, even with TJ Watt, I mean, three sacks, two forced fumbles, like wrecking havoc and then still stepping up and delivering what we needed to. I was like, this is going to happen all season and it's going to come at the detriment of everybody who drafted anybody else on the 49ers other than McCaffrey. If he doubles Rosen. Down on triplet. <laughs> um, Rosen. <laughs> Chuck is using logical fallacies. Um, mm. You can't prove it wrong. <laughs> mm. Something isn't true. Um, mm. Yeah, I won't get into philosophical debates right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I'm just – maybe I'm just so happy for Ayuk. I'm just – I'm ecstatic. Mm. That I'm like, like on the season, I'm like, I'm batting at eighty percent. So I'm willing to eat shit. I'm not. It's gonna, it's gonna kill me to eat it on fields. Uh, mm. But uh, we'll talk about another loser, Kenny Pickett. Mm. Um, he mm. he had me there. To, he had me there for a minute, man. And uh, this is another one. Yeah. I don't even know so much if it's Kenny Pickett, Matt Canada. Oh, like yeah. this. What? Does he have like pics of Mike Tomlin's wife or him doing something? Why does he keep mm-hmm. him around? I don't understand. Like, it, I, I don't that get make any because sense because he's the problem. He's the problem. Um, he's a hundred percent the problem. Um, do, is this a buy low on Kenny Pickett till next season for Dynasty, or do you think that they're going to blame this on Kenny Pickett and then still keep Matt Canada? Where, where, where are you at, Chuck? Uh, well, I think if they continue to play, like this is just so weird for a Steelers team to not have any identity. It's like one of the most identity-driven franchises I've ever seen in my life, and they've just completely lost it in this era. So, you know, if they if that if they go under 500 for the first time, which I'm betting my money they do if they pull out some shit like this, especially with Deontay Johnson out, um, I can't even like they're going to change things up, and I don't I don't foresee Kenny Pickett being in the future. Um, what's weird to me is I can't even picture what this offense is going to try and be like without Deontay Johnson. Like it's not even going to, Kenny Pickett was in the bottom four of every major statistical category, both in volume and in efficiency against that team. And they were playing from behind the entire game. Like it just doesn't check out for me. And I'm just, I'm completely out and I'm washing my hands of him. Hmm. Yeah. I I didn't have any, then I was upset that, I didn't have any, Smart. and now I'm like, 
maybe I'm okay. You know, like it's <laughs> yeah. like snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. You know, like yeah. um, again, it's like I like the Steelers. I've always trusted the Steelers. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, but them keeping around Matt Canada, it's like I, I don't know, man. It's it's like being friends with someone that you like know is like slightly racist that's a little extreme you know but like you're like why are you still friends <laughs> with this guy because like to me like matt canada is a little offensive man he's offensive to football and and it yeah. makes me question you mike tomlin you know like you're hanging out mm. with these uh these uh football villains uh Pickett was a yeah. third round pick in any other draft year oh let me yeah yeah, they were ready. They they were ready to move on a little quickly, and they did, and they went in on him. And maybe that's coloring some of the expectations. But I mean, the, every year there's a preseason darling, and they have a week one blowout loss, and it's like, man, they just didn't. They just can't get up for these regular season games. Let's yep. let's not let's not forget they they also had. I mean, sure, game script and the game flow of being down big to San Fran early dictated some of this, but he threw the ball forty six times, guys. Like for Kenny Pickett caliber quarterback and given the, you know, Deontay Johnson getting hurt and everything and what they have in the backfield, they with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Like that's too much for Kenny Pickett to be throwing the ball. He sure Mm -hmm. is. He did complete 31, uh, 31 passes out of that 46, which isn't bad from a completion standpoint, but when you're throwing that much, I mean, especially a guy like that, that that's, that's going to look bad no matter what. The guy to watch for, I think, in this offense now, especially if Deontay Johnson continues to struggle with uh, with injuries and, and get insane on the field. You know, they are, we obviously know George Pickens and what he can do down the sideline. And if you well. say Allen Robinson, I'm going to break no, my keyboard. No, well, not Allen not <laughs> No, no, Calvin Austin. Take right. a look at Calvin Austin. Yeah. Six catches on six targets. Yes, it was only for 37 yards. He's got some work to do to become more involved as far as being in bigger moments. But – um, that's good efficiency. That is good rapport with who they are obviously investing in at quarterback. Uh, just don't sleep on them. Yes, just we're for Kevin. <laughs> just, just for Kevin, we'll go to pull it now and then, and then we'll pay the bills. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, or whoever this is, Kevin, Christian, or, <laughs> or Jeff. Um, um, yeah, dude, I've been waiting to unleash on this guy. I, I wouldn't even wait. I've been doing it all week. What are you doing, Arthur Smith? What are you doing? Yes, I get that you know, we're fantasy players and we want to see our guys do well. well. Why don't you just draft offensive linemen? Just draft offensive linemen in the first round and no one will be mad at you. Bijan Robinson, we're fine with. By the way, we're talking about the losers, the Falcons pass catchers. Sorry, I just jumped mm-hmm. into it. I was ready. I've been holding back. <laughs> like, what is going on? Do we think it's going to get better? Is Desmond Ritter bad? Uh, <laughs> Jeff doesn't know the password. What is happening? A- Andrew, you're the rational, calm one here. Like, like, tell me, like, do we buy Drake London and, 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 and Kyle Pitts? Because I can't stop. I need. I can't stop doing it. So try to get me to stop. I mean, when I'm seeing people giving up this today and yesterday, giving up Drake London for freaking Puka Nakua, then yeah, sure. If it, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy Drake London at that price because mm-hmm. um, that, that's outrageous. That. That's absolutely mm-hmm. outrageous. Uh, like, like let's let's calm down. Drake London is still uh, exactly what we were all hyped about him as last year. Um, I, I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing, but um, I still like Drake London. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I'm starting to get a little skeptical on just because I'm not sure this situation is ever going to be right for him. Um, but yeah, I'm still in on Drake London. I think he can still do. I still believe in Desmond Ritter. I know, I know. Early in this mm-hmm. offseason, I was shitting on the Falcons and I was hating on Desmond Ritter and, and their offensive plan. But I've come around to them a little bit. Um, I've been forced to buy a little bit of Desmond Ritter because of some quarterback injuries, aka. Aaron Rodgers this week for me and a couple teams. So uh, Desmond Ritter, I've had to turn to and, and hope for the best here. Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand Desmond Ritter. Um, or excuse me, I you I, 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 stick by <laughs> I don't understand Desmond Ritter. I don't understand Arthur Smith. I don't yeah. understand yeah. anything that he's doing. I know that this isn't Madden, but and I know he's winning, but this is not sustainable. Like as soon no, as it's... they get behind. And then, like, like Chuck, uh, I'll bring you to my, my second point on mm-hmm. here. At what yeah. point does do Kyle Pitts and Drake London 
get upset because they are in a sport where they're paid for their performance. So yeah, that's that, that that's a really good question, and you would hope that you know they've been pretty particularly quiet. Granted, they're pretty young. Um, this is only some shit you could get away with in the NFC South. If they were doing this in like the AFC East, or they're out there playing Mahomes or something, this this would have been nipped in the bud. But they can literally just run down these teams' throats. Um, they say tragedy is comedy plus, the or com- they say comedy is tragedy plus time. But um, I haven't been fucking laughing at any of this. They're not even <laughs> yanking the leash on. De- they're not even yanking the leash on Desmond Ritter. Like they're just running the ball because nobody can stop it. And until somebody stops it, that's just all they're gonna do. I mean, they they ha- they can go as long with this as they want until the book is out on them. And I don't know if that's coming anytime soon. Yeah, I want. Oh my goodness, uh, you, you're right. You're right that the I I just I want something unfortunate to happen to where and I don't know. I'm not trying to wish bad or put evil juju out there, but whatever <laughs> forces them to throw the ball, I am here for. Um. I kind of wonder a little bit if like he wants to throw the ball so little that he instills his little confidence in his quarterback to do so Um, is because I mean, you just look at the way he plays and he's almost like he knows he's doing something wrong when he throws the ball. It's the weirdest (laughs) vibe I've ever seen from a passing offense and like, the wide receivers, it's clearly affecting them because you watch them run these routes and they won't run. It's not they're running them talentlessly. They're just running them with almost this, like, I know the ball is not coming. I know I'm not doing anything. Like, it's just strange. Yeah, it makes no sense. And I'm, we're all sad. So we'll give mm. you some actionable advice. Um, I'm on the side that you should be, you should be buying them. They're talented players mm. at some, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen this situation before. I've never seen it. Mm. I don't think anyone ha- – I've never seen a player just – I've seen Matt Canada's. I've seen Luke Getzies. I've seen them mm-hmm. improperly use players. That's what's going on there. But I've never seen them yeah. just not use them. So that's like a whole other thing. Um, yeah. You, Andrew, no, you're definitely you- right, especially with, with how quickly it can change in the NFL now too. I mean, we could be talking about – less than two years, these guys being focal points of a up and coming passing attack, whether it's in Atlanta or not. So um, let the talent drive your decisions. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Um, We'll pay the bills Mm -hmm. and then we'll flip back over to our winner. Jazz sportsbook casino and racebook, the world's best resource for all purpose online wagering for over 20 years. Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. So, you know, folks, make sure to use that code and like and subscribe. Now we're going to get to my favorite, my one, another one of my favorite sons, Zay Flowers. Uh, let's, let me start this out with saying I was right. All right, Chuck, <laughs> go on. <laughs> I almost, you know, you know, you know what was so funny about this one is that I really almost wrote down in my notes, like, I'm going to allot you my time like they do in like political debates or something like that. Like I, I did, I allocate my time to the remainder of my time to my opponent. Um, I, I honestly thought he didn't look like not just like the top rookie, but I thought he looked like one of the five best pass catchers I saw all weekend, which was so funny because his, his a, his a dot was like comically low. It was 2.8 on 10 targets, but like none of that matters. I would just get him the ball regularly. Lamar looked pretty uncomfortable and a little shaky in the first day in the new offense, but with Zay Flowers looking like that and Andrew's coming back, I think they'll get this thing up to speed much quicker than a lot of these other offenses we might have um, some concerns about. Yep. And like Chris said, like, good Lord, he looks electric. Yeah. And like, I've already seen like the ADOT crowd. They're like, be careful. He looks like a gadget guy. Yeah. Like, no, no, no way. Misinterpretation <laughs> yeah. at its finest, at its finest. Yeah. You watch the I tape and you this- see what he can do after they catch that, that, that puts ADOT to like, it doesn't matter here at all. Like he, that's where he looked most electric. Yeah. He had the hands and he had the routes to, to get open, but what he did once he had the ball in his hands, 
the, he, he that's where he looked most electric to me. He looked fast, shifty, and strong. And, and not even strong. Strong is the wrong word. He looked fearless. He, he was yeah. dropping the shoulder. He was he was running right into guys, and he was he just looked like he had it all. Now I'm not saying he is, but I, I, like this guy because I've been hired. Say I mean it. that. Not, I mean Say that. It. Say it. Antonio Brown, man, like 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 it, it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing. It's like he could play downfield, but he's so good that when you just give it to him short, he's going to like I remember one of my favorite plays of all time before Antonio Brown went, you know, bad. Let's just say that. Um, when he like almost like Spartan kicked over that punter, dude. Like like that, yeah, that's, that's the same all-timer. Type of electric- that yeah, that, that, yeah, that's like that's what I think with Zay Flowers, man. Like, uh, I'm not saying he's better than JSN. Don't be crazy. They're both can be good, but, you know. But I've been telling people that he is the wide receiver too in this class since well before the draft. He's a talented guy, and I'm so happy he has someone that is an actual quarterback and not what he had at Boston College. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Buy high, guys. Buy high. Yeah. Because next week, next Don't week, it's only going to get more Eagles, expensive. <laughs> Andrew, they're garbage. We all know they're I know. garbage. I know. I know. They know they're bad. Uh, Andrew, uh, speaking of BC, I'll let you have it. You're right. I've been going on about, about my favorite son, Zay, Zay Flowers. Him no, and- no, no. I said, I said what I wanted to say about Zay Flowers. I know we're, we're tight on time. But, but the only last point, because you just mentioned it, you know, don't put him ahead of JSN right now. I, I still I do think Zay Flowers has a, a better route to being more relevant sooner mm-hmm. than JSN, which mm-hmm. could eventually – lead to him being better in the end than Jason because he's going to have more meaningful time on the field. And I think he, mm-hmm. he showed his athletic ability to that. Don't, don't, I wouldn't say that he's not going to be better than Jason in the end just yet. Yeah, exactly. As I'm saying, like he can be good and Jason is still good at the, like, like, like yeah. it's, it's not either or. And then another thing, I know people are going to be saying it. They're going to be telling you to sell Zay Flowers for Addison Plus or Quentin Johnston Plus, and I think mm-hmm. that is a mistake. Don't listen oh. to those people. Um, yeah, the, next um, we're going to go to I, it. I, 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 I do. I do want to pop in there one more time. I'm looking at it right now. The A dot thing is really stupid because Lamar's A dot for the day was 4.6, and I mean they only threw the ball like 17, 18 times, something like that. Like. Yeah. That's a non-concern, non-issue. He took what the defense gave him. 22 times the tech, totally. Yeah. The, 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 tech, the tech, 22, thank you. I was doing some poor mental math in my head, brought to you no, by Samuel good. Adams. Um, the, the, and the, Texans, the, the Texans defense, very underrated. They clearly came in looking to take away the intermediate and deep parts mm-hmm. of the field, and he just worked with what he, what they got, and he torched them with it. Yeah, I think the Texans actually have a good defense, and that shouldn't shock anyone because they keep drafting high, good defensive players. Yeah, and then, five picks on the and, reg. And, exactly, and then they get they brought yeah. in D'Amico Ryan. So I think it's safe mm. to say the Texans might have an okay defense. Um, mm. So next, uh, well, since we went ahead and got the Falcons, we'll talk about another winner. Mac Jones looked good, and it's mm. crazy what happens when you have an offensive coordinator. Uh, Andrew, take it away, baby. Like speak, speak the gospel. I'm I'm just hoping this is a sign of things to come from it. Now let's let's be real. The, the beginning of the game was horrendous looking. I got they, that was I, I was yeah I was slumped down on the couch just thinking here we go this is going to be worse than last year somehow. Um, but I'll give them credit they turned it around where they needed to. Uh, my biggest takeaway for why Mac Jones could continue to be good down the stretch here and actually hit my off season hot take prediction that he will finish as a top 18 quarterback in fantasy compared to his ADP of like QB 26, 27 at the time um, is that that offensive line looks surprisingly more than just like manageable. They looked good. That Eagle front is, is a tough front. And now I know they suffered some injuries in the game, but that, that offensive line held Mac Jones had the time that he needed in for the majority of, of, of the plays um, and it really just came down to some rust that really stopped him from having even a bigger day. The amount of drops that hit Kendrick Bourne in the hand early on in the game. Um, I think Hunter Henry even had one. Like he, he could have flirted with 400 yards in this game. Uh, there was yeah. some rust. So Mac Jones, I think, is a guy that could potentially, even with that receiving core, uh, still get you around like 230 to 260 yards a week with a ceiling of 300. Yeah. Chuck, you'll love this too because you're an Anthony Richardson guy. A lot of my rebuilder rosters have the Mac Jones Anthony Richardson combo because I bought oh, so like much Mac Jones for nothing. That's like forty-eight. And then I'm, that's like the forty-eight hours trading places combo right there. 
<laughs> exactly. And I'm like, wait, why are all my rebuilders winning and all my running mm. rosters losing? Because like that's hilarious. Like, I, I, oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because like literally, like one of my opponents is just like, like I thought Jagger was tanking. I was like, I thought I was too, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> It goes to show you um, what, you know, just the overall net gain it is to get rid of, you know, I, you know, it's funny, actually, you get rid of Matt Patricia, but then he comes back in and beats you as being the coordinator of the, uh, of the Eagles, or coordinator, or what is he, line coach or something like that? Um, he's in the room. Remember. That's what he is. He's, a, he's yeah. in the room. He's got, the, he's got a badge. He's holding, he's got he's a, holding badge. a light up in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He has, he's an idea man, but you can't let him be in charge of anything. You just let him yes. give ideas. And then, yeah, like, like that's what kind of guy he is. So we'll go to our next loser. Um, it's Daniel Jones. And then before <laughs> I, I'm going to lump him into this, I don't know if you guys got the sleeper update, but, uh, uh, it just came through that Darren Waller has another hamstring issue. It's the same hamstring issue. Uh, oh, excuse me. It's the same hamstring, but he says it's not the same issue. It's a nerve. So it's different. Mm. I don't think that makes me feel any better. In fact, I feel worse. No. So yeah, I think, I, I think he's a loser, but I still think Daniel Jones can replicate last season, even without Daniel, uh, even without Waller. It's just that the Cowboys, mm. Chuck, you said it. The Cowboys are for real, man. And yeah. they're for real. They're real good, man. That's a that's a good squad. That was a big it, call. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that defense was scary looking. They're insane. Yeah. That... So, Chuck, take your victory lap on the Cowboys defense and then give me your thoughts on uh, Daniel Jones and where he's at for the future. Well, I'm going to go three for four because if Dak is only going to have to play like 20 minutes of football. I don't think he's going to finish as a top five QB, but everybody else looked amazing. And that was really encouraging. If you're a Daniel Jones owner, you have to be encouraged by the fact that it doesn't look like he's made any progress as mentally, which means that he's going to continue to bail out and run early. And granted that's because you've got the Cowboys pass rush coming at you, but I don't see what else he's going to have to do because I don't think any of us, any of us agreed outside of Darren Waller that they really significantly upgraded their wide receiver room in any way. Um, and I know that we trust the coaching staff to at least be competitive, but like, to me, they're the ultimate, like, is she cute? No, she's got a great personality. Like that's who the giants are. And, um, we live in a superficial world and it's not going to cut it. Yep. Um, next, um, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Andrew, you got anything to add? I just feel really sad for Daniel Jones and all my rosters. I have Daniel Jones. So you got anything? Well, to add? I, I do feel sad for Dan, Daniel Jones because I, I don't put this completely on him. The, that the scheme they had ready to take on that that Cowboys line was just pathetic. Like the, there was many times where those linemen just kind of walked into the backfield. Like Daniel Jones could do nothing at all, and and that's what that's when your lack of receivers shows. Like it shows way too too glaring so um that's another team you're going to be on the look look out for to see if they're going to do something uh if they are in it in the mix uh come further down the season but uh, i'm not ready to be out on daniel jones yet i think that was just an impossible situation and then i think he got scared that's where i think you you, you hit it on the head you weren't wrong about his mental stability about running out of the you know choosing to run quick and bailing um, I think that he was just scared with what he saw coming at him, and th that was all he felt he could do because he has no faith in his receivers. And Darren Wallace, obviously not 100%. He played. He still made a couple catches, but he obviously doesn't feel like he can trust him all the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you hit an excellent point. I don't know how much roster control Dayball has, but um, to me this kind of shows his arrogance that you can't just have Darren Waller. Like yeah. even even really quality receivers. Let's think about Buffalo. They have Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a top five receiver, but they still need another target opposite of him so you can have more efficient offense and help out everybody. You can't yeah. have Darren Waller and then the funky bunch out there. You need, you know, something. You know, they should have been going after like some of the a lot of these teams now, you make it makes you wonder why didn't they offer D Hop? you know, something because D hop was yeah. the only thing that looks good. Absolutely. on Tennessee. And we'll kind of fly through these next couple. Um, uh, our next winner is Puka Nakua. Um, Chris Pardue says that Waller's washed. Um, I don't think you're wrong yet. Um, if he, if he, <laughs> that one, uh, Puka Nakua, he looked good. 
I, I've said that he was worth the pickup on there. I just needed to mm. kind of see it. You know, I don't think you should be trading him straight up for JSN yet. Um, again, we're getting a little ridiculous. Um, uh, Andrew, are you buying Puka? Do you, do, you, do you think this is sustainable even if Cooper Cup comes back? I'm not buying him right now at his price. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, no, I'm not buying him right now. Um, and once Cooper comes once, – once Cup comes back – um, I think we'll see him slide, obviously slide back, and I still don't. I'm still not a big believer in Matthew Stafford. So as far as long term, so no, I'm not buying Puka. I'm gonna let other people spend money on him and, and draft capital, and I'll I'll look elsewhere for some bargains. What about you, Chuck? Uh, it's really complicated because like just when everybody else was ready to anoint all these other offensive geniuses, McVeigh kind of comes out. And it's just like, don't forget that I kind of set the bar here for everybody other than Shan. Um, it was very much like, and that's what makes it so complicated because if it's going to be like that, then he's a tremendously valuable asset. I think more so than most. Um, it's like 22 Jump Street. Like when he, he's like, it's the same case. Just do the same thing. Like I've, this is, they've been doing this exact offense since 2017 with Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup, with Brandon Cook. So if they're able to just plug these guys in, like I'm just going to have to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that this is how it's going to be. But also at the same time, it did just feel like they like uppercut the Seahawks in the first like first round and they never recovered. They lost. It was like the most one-sided game of the weekend despite, you know, the Steelers. Like I felt like this game was every time I turned it on, I was like they are crushing them, doing whatever they want. Um, we'll see if it keeps up. I feel like Sean McVay saw um, our pod last week where I said that this whole team looks ready to retire. And then, uh, like, yeah, like did, man. You see Aaron Don- that. Did, you, did you see Aaron Donald, man? Like, uh, did you see the mm-hmm. mic'd up Geno Smith where uh, Aaron Donald comes around and he says, oh, my God, and then he throws it in mm-hmm. the dirt? Like, like that. Like, <laughs> we'll look it up if you had it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Stafford it's like the looked one time- amazing. Yeah. Yeah, everyone looked good. I'm buying Puka Nakua, but I'm not overpaying, which means I'm not actually yeah. buying Puka Nakua. Yeah. So like uh, probably price a- similar to like if you remember what the price tag was for rookie year Cooper Cup, just whatever that was, because nobody saw what came coming. They just saw a nice maybe second or third wide receiver on an up and coming offense. That's what you have now. Yep. So we'll talk about um, – we already talked enough about the Jets. Everyone's a loser there uh, besides maybe mm-hmm. the running game. Um, they won. <laughs> yeah, even though they won, they lost. Uh, yeah. Because that brings this a perfect segue. My loser is Josh Allen. Yes. I don't think Josh mm-hmm. Allen has looked good since Dayball left. He hasn't looked the same. Um, yeah. I know the old heads have been saying that he may not be focused on football – I don't know, man. He's a turnover machine. But, but at the same time, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I, I think Dayball leaving is a, a part of this. Chuck, what do you think? No, I think you're absolutely right. And I have, like, if I did a Venn diagram of all these quarterbacks and, like, who's on what side, who's on the other in the middle, like, Justin Fields and Josh Allen look the same level of loss to me, only Josh Allen has this, like, built-in, experience that's taking over instinct wise and can generate more successful plays. That offense has no layups. Um, everything is difficult and you're right. It's been difficult since Dayball left. I think that was the worst loss I've seen in five years. Like they had no business losing that game. Uh, and they just had no answers. Like they had no counter they, they played the same game first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and it never got any better. Um, painful, painful, painful. I will give Bob Sala credit. Uh, uh, for, oh, sure. Yeah. for sure. For uh, sure. Boogie Mandem. Chris, you're, uh, Chris, you are right about this comment, though. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, we're down, right? We're done. We can it's just, a wrap. Just, <laughs> can end it. As a wrap. We're, we are yeah, We I, are done. Let's just – That might be a power drop. Anymore. In your league, depending on how good you are, your team, your standings, that might be a power drop just to send a message. Mm-hmm. I'm fine yeah. with that, too. <laughs> yeah. Like – He's not worth it. You know, is he going to pop a game? Probably. But he, like, will you start in that game? Probably not. (laughs) You know? Um, So, yeah, I think the Jets are a big part, but I think we need to question how good Josh Allen actually is. And a lot of it is he good just kind of despite himself. Like, meaning, like, he has Mm -hmm. just so much physical talent and then talent around Mm -hmm. him. 
that like he's gonna do well, but the there's something not right. What do you think, Andrew? There's definitely something not right, and the, and what's a shame for him now is that this division, all their defenses, you know, the Jets' offense is gonna be a, a mess. Uh, the Patriots' offense, we'll see. It looked good. Uh, Miami, it's all going to depend on if Tua can stay on the field. But from a defensive standpoint, these teams in the, this division that he's got to play now, um, my quick math, five more times this year, uh, they, they're all going to be able to replicate exactly how the Jets game planned against him and were able to get those turnovers because they all are, play a very similar style of defense where the defense runs through the linebackers and the secondary. They get creative with their blitz schemes. And we're starting to see Josh Allen not be able to pick those blitzes up. And we're starting to see him panic. And that's what's three interceptions and a fumble. And what's worse is the time, the timing of that, the last interception and the last and the fumble was just situation situationally such poor game management from his standpoint. It, this all seems mental. And that's scary. You don't, you don't come back, you don't come back from the butt fumble against the Jets. Like I feel like there was a transfer <laughs> of energy. When that right. happened, and now this the stink might be on him, much like it's on Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah, Mark Mark Sanchez made a joke. He's been waiting for ten years <laughs> yeah. to make yes. a joke to someone like it's a, been sitting like in the draft folder a, forever. <laughs> yeah. It must be like an episode of like How I Met Your Mother, where like they spread this thing called the Blitz, and it yes. finally went <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Finally, just went over to, yeah. to Josh Allen. So, um, uh, what one point you hit over there, dude? Is like uh, Andrew is a uh, that uh, the defenses are good. The Pats defense, say what you want about Bill Belichick, man. He can mm-hmm. draft defensive players. Can he yeah. draft a wide receiver? No. no. Keon White <laughs> and Chris Rodriguez look for real. That defense yeah. is good. The Jets defense is good. So Josh Allen, he's got it. The AFC is good. He's got to be mm-hmm. on it every week. You can't, you can't do this. So I'm concerned. On the flip side, Tua – Maybe I need to stop hating on Tua. He looked he looked mm. back, man. Like he looked like yeah, all of his marbles were there. Um, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? <laughs> this is this is one of those situations where I was never really down on what what Tua could do on the field. It was just a question. I I really just after three concussions in one year, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to envision him staying on the field the entire year. Like that's just tough to come back from. So. Um, yeah, as long as he's on the field, that offense is going to be explosive. We saw it between Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, like, especially now that they're running back. You know, you would think by losing a minus one of those running backs and Raheem Mostert now injured, you would think it's going to get clear. No, that running back room is still no idea who's going to get the touches. You still think it's going to be Devin O'Shane. Who knows? They're going to throw the ball when they are on offense. As long as two is in the game, yeah, two is going to crush it, and those other guys are going to run up and down the field. So another reason why the Bills are in trouble. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, a hundred percent. What do you What do you think, Chuck? Are, are, are you do you do you think Tua is like one bad sack away? But when he's on the field, he's good. Do you think he's? Safe? I was, I was really impressed. He had to me, and I hate to do this, I really do. He had a Mahomesian level of navigation of the pocket and outside of the pocket that I was really impressed by that he did not have last year. Um, and the way that they design, I was Mike McDaniel's checkdowns are not like flip it out to the back. His checkdowns are like 14 yards down the field. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Like they are the new, they are the new hot thing. They have yeah. all the weapons to execute it. And I don't even think they have their best running back on the field yet. So this is just like every year there's a team, right? Where you just grab on. And if you got a piece, you're rocking. And like, this is the team for sure. God, I'm gonna. Yeah, hate Mike McDaniel's in his shot today for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, well that that's our winners and losers, folks. There's that, there's probably more, mm-hmm. but we only have limited time. Uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, a chain baby. Uh, do you, yeah, um, you mean who's best at kicking people? <laughs> <Kareem> Hunt. <laughs> um, that's how we like to end every show. Who's best at kicking people? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Urban that Meyer. is a good stopping point. <laughs> Make sure to like, subscribe, and share the show, um, and use that code TSS. Uh, it, it's underdog season, folks. As always, my name is Jagger. 
um, in my day-to-day life. At night, you could call me Fantasy Blue Chip on the internet. With me, as always, is Andrew LaDuke, also known as Real Mr. Mallard. And you can see his show, Divots and Pivots, uh, talking golf. And then there is Chuck Bass, the host of This Guy Sucks, always doing those blind date interviews. Um, You can catch us here every week, every Wednesday, folks, and we'll see you on the next one.